into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C Studios in Lake Judge, New York. I'm Bill Caligern. It's time for the Billy C Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. It's my radio voice. Hope you're doing all right today. Got a busy show scheduled for you today. Or maybe not. I don't know, man. There's not much going on in the sport of boxing, but don't worry about it. We'll talk about some stuff. Today's show, she's being brought to you in a part by. Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant located on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. Or give my man a call, 912-268-2328. 912-268-2328. Find out why I go all the way to St. Simons to get a authentic Italian meal. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by... The Turning Stone Resort and Casino in Verona. My Verona. All right, that was different. In Verona, New York. And their next boxing event, which is taking place October 21st. That's right, October 21st. It's an HBO event. Jezreel Corrales and Demetrius Andre are uh, the two uh, main events, main and co main, I should say, respectively. And uh, I want you there. You know why? Because I'm going to be ringside. That's right. Come on over. We'll be uh, talking boxing, hanging out at the Turning Stone. It's a beautiful facility, and uh, it's a great card. So get yourself some tickets right now. Just go to our website, billycboxing.com, and click on the fight poster that says Turning Stone. It's on the right-hand side. Can't miss it. Get yourself some tickets. Demand a Billy C. discount. And make sure you drop me an email, billy at talkingboxing, T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. Tell me where you're going to be sitting. And I'll come over. You know, maybe we'll have a scotch or two, you know. Yeah, you never know. Right? You know, I, that's what I drink, you know, in case you need to know. And finally, today's show is being brought to us in part by my book. Tom Molino from Bondage to Better's Man on the Planet is available right now where all good books are sold. You can get a copy right now where you're watching or listening to the show. All you gots to do is uh, go to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Find out why I'm so adamant about getting Tom Molino's story out there. This was a guy that was ripped off during his life, and he's still being ripped off today, all because of the color of his skin. Get yourself a copy now. Whoa, whoa, wait. You say you want a signed copy? Don't worry about it. Visit our website. Click on the book. Can't miss it. Follow the directions. And get, get wait, no, wait, there's more. Because if you act now, because of my own blunder, because of my mental lapse, and me ordering two boxes instead of one of books last order. If you drop me an email, Billy at Talking Boxing, T A L K I N B O X I N G dot com, and want a book, I'll send you a signed copy anywhere in the United States for 20 bucks. 
You know, help me out because uh, I don't need to build a fort with my books. I mean, I like the book, but I didn't need to get that many. You know what I mean? So uh, anyway, get yourself a copy. All right. Uh, coming up on the show, uh, we got uh, some discussion. You know, today's, you know, Mirkan uh, is coming back. You know, uh, uh, there's a lot of talk about him fighting domestically in England, uh, facing uh, Kell Brook. Um, but um, all of a sudden now they're, they're talking about, oh, well, you know, Amir Khan says, well, I know everybody wants to see it. We're both coming off losses. Uh, so, uh, you know, maybe we'll have it sometime next year. Are you, are you kidding me? That fight should take place now. I mean, we're not talking about two fighters that need to marinate a fight. There, there's been some, you know, there's been some uh, negativity thrown each other's way for a long time, especially over in England between these two guys. And uh, there's no need to marinate. This is a fight that will sell. I think they should have it now. Uh, but uh, joining me, we'll get his thoughts, uh, is my man uh, Sal Rocky Senicola. What's up, Sal? Good morning, Billy C. How are you today, buddy? Not too bad, brother. Not too bad. Uh, you know, Amir Khan, we were talking about him last week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're talking about a grudge match between him and, and Kel Brook. And, yeah, they're both coming off losses. You know, as you know, uh, Kel Brook uh, got knocked out by Triple G in his last fight. And um, Amir Khan uh, got knocked out by Canelo in his last fight. Uh, actually, uh, Kel Brook, did he, who did he win? another minute. fight. He broke two or both. That's right. So who was the other? For, for, I mean, he's, uh, talk about an eye socket problem. I think, I think, I think one more, one more whack and it's going to do it. It was the other eye. It was the other eye. The um, other eye. The other I'm socket. He's but, got two eye sockets well, now, crushed. Now I'm forgetting, who, who did he, uh, who did he fight that he lost to again? What was it? Not Canelo. I can't think right now off the top of my head. Uh, I'm 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 drawing a blank. That's happening lately to me. Uh, I'm starting. It wasn't. To, uh, uh, it wasn't. Uh, oh gosh! I know Coach is going to say something in the chat room if he's here. We'll see. But it it, it should. Uh, I, is that tip of my tongue? Not not uh, not Curtis uh, Stevens. No. 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 Uh, anyway, Amir I, Khan. His last fight was clearly Canelo Alvarez. Uh, got knocked out cold, and uh, uh, I think that uh, I think that the the fight doesn't need any mar any type of marination. You know, uh, what are you laughing at? What they're saying about you in the chat room? Yeah, Willie, Willie just made a crack. I'm I'm, I'm cracking up over it. I, I don't have my glasses on, but I could I could make the shapes of the oh, letters out just perfect. Hey, forget Willie. Willie's getting too much airtime. My man, Coach, <laughs> saved our asses. Uh, Errol Spence. It Errol was Spence. Errol Spence. I knew it was like that. Yes, yeah, it wasn't Curtis Stevens. I knew it had a couple syllables in her name. Yeah, thank you. It wasn't thank, Curtis Stevens. It was th Errol Spence. Th thank Errol God. has two syllables in his first name, and and uh, Stevens has two syllables in his last name. Yeah, that that really and you know <laughs> Rice Krispies does snap, crackle, pop too. So that's about as relevant as that is. But but really, my point I is a coffee, my, my point is is that uh, Amir Khan. And, and Kell Brook, I, I don't think it, they need to marinate that. Um, oh. You know, Amir Khan was quoted as saying, that fight won't happen until 2018, the earliest. He says he th feels that both fighters should fight a couple of fights before they fight each other. Um, I, I just think that, although sometimes that may be a smart business move, um, but, but I, you know... I don't know about you, Sal, but I think both uh, Amir Khan and Kell Brook are kind kind of 
they're kind of on the downswing of their careers. I mean, uh, you know, it's not that they're old per se, but they've both been in some pretty significant fights, significant wars, if you will. And um, I, I think it's uh, kind of BS. Now, you know, both, especially Amir Khan, demand big bucks. I, I just, you know, I, I'm just not a believer or I don't like to see when a big-name fighter gets big bucks to fight a, 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 a cream puff, a, a cupcake, if you will, uh, whatever you want to call it, a pizza bite, whatever you want to throw down your throat. I mean, they got to fight somebody. I, I don't know. I think that fight's better off being made now than later. What do you think? Well, I think so, too. And, you know, here's the thing, though, Bill. I really believe they are already over the peak of their career. And, and as you suggested, they may be on the downslope. And it's not saying they cannot be uh, propelled back up into the limelight, into the world-class arena. They are world-class, what I'm saying. I mean, into top contention for a title shot. They probably will get that opportunity if they continue to fight and win. How, however, can they deliver during that title fight? We will see. I'm very concerned about Kell Brook. I mean, he's had two orbital, orbital, orbital sockets cracked underneath the pressure of, of, of heavy hands. And, you know, that's uh, that's fragile uh, bone tissue there. And who knows if that's going to happen again. And all it'll take is a good overhand right or a hook to the head or the eye. And, you know, it might crack and he's going to say, oh, boy, I feel that pain. Because uh, he, he was smart enough to realize that what that pain was about the first time, the second time. And, you know, they're there most likely will be a third time. I don't know how, how strong that socket could heal. Um, so I, I think his days are very numbered uh, in the fight game. Um, and uh, Amir Khan, I, I think he's been around long enough, and he's had some great fights, great wars. He's a good fighter. Uh, I, I think pa on paper, unless he uh, hurts Kell Brook, I think Kell Brook could probably outbox him and, and, and hit some, land some heavy blows. And uh, I think Kell Brook, if he doesn't have any orbital issues, uh, would probably win that fight. You know, it's funny. First of all, uh, Kell Brook had both orbital bone, uh, bones broken. You know, so uh, looking on the bright side, at least he can't get a third, you know, unless he's got an eye <laughs> well, on the top of his forehead that we didn't see. But, um, you know, it's an interesting matchup. Um, it is. When you look at the skill set of both. Amir Khan has been, um, you know, I, I mean, always he's been known for his hand speed and, and boxing ability and his punching power. I mean, the guy definitely has some pop, but he's also been coming up in weight. Uh, Kel Brook, who shocked the hell out of me by going uh, up to middleweight and then back down to welter, which I didn't think he was going to be able to do physically. He's clearly the bigger guy. Amir yeah. Khan may be able to outbox him. But uh, but Kell Brook uh, is, is a bigger guy, but I think that the boxing ability of Amir Khan um, is the uh, is the equalizer. I, I don't know, you know, Amir Khan. The knock on him has been a suspect chin, lack of defense. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I I think it's a fifty fifty fight to be honest with you, Sal. Um, I think that uh, Kell Brook, although. Uh, he's he's bigger and and uh, uh, presumably stronger. Uh, he's uh, he's got a questionable defense himself, and I think the hand speed uh, of of Amir Khan could give him some problems. I don't know. I really like the matchup, and I believe it should be sooner than later. Oh, I think it should be sooner or later, and I think they're at the point of their career, Bill, that uh, they can't afford to uh, face a nobody or somebody else and 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 lose, and then this fight will have. 
less significance than what it does today. And, you know, and, you know, either either fighter, uh, you know, has an opportunity to fight somebody else and they can lose or not look as good. And then, you know, putting this match up together later before form uh, before sooner could be in jeopardy. So I'd rather see them get back in the ring together as soon as possible. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I agree. Uh, the marination process, I mean, you know, isn't that just another fancy way? of fleecing the boxing fan? I mean, is there any other sport that takes advantage of its bread and butter fans the way the sport of boxing does? No, no, no. And, and that's what's so uh, ironic about the sport of boxing, as great as the sport of boxing is, as timeless as the sport of boxing is. You know, you, you have the today's world of boxing where, you know, they, they, they use this term marinate until they feel it's ready to pop and, you know, I think uh, I think that's a mistake on some issues, and I, I I think people are salivating for a fight when they start talking about it. And if it's not made, then you know by the time it is made, uh, whether it's a Pacquiao Mayweather or whether it's a Canelo uh, Triple G, you know it, it it probably would have been better sooner. But uh, you know it is what it is, and that's the game of boxing. But I think uh, I think Amir Khan, you know, no matter what happens in his future. Uh, I think he's got a great career in, in the world of politics. I, you know, listen. I, people say, "Oh, you got to have a fight marinate." Yeah, you know, it, it takes time. My, my, the reason why I disagree with that, and I've said this before on the show, is that you know, when there's a fight and and when the public's clamoring for it, you do it because yes. after the fight, after the fight. There's another fight that's going to pop up that the public's going to clamor for. You see, this is how the powers that be have changed the sport of boxing so that we don't get the big fights. And before you know it, a guy's career is over. You know, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, people are always complaining about the sport of boxing not being where it was and every, everything else. You know, if we had these guys actually grow the hairs and step in the ring when the fight is being discussed and fight, and then on the other side... You know, on the flip side of the coin, make sure that promoters and networks and, and powers that be um, don't look down on a fighter if he's got a loss. Um, then I think we would see more and more fights. There's no reason to marinate. You know, and the whole point is, is that when a fighter is on his way up, when a fighter is being built up and learning the game, learning, uh, fine-tuning uh, his, uh, his game, so to speak, that's when, you know, you, you fight all the different kinds of fights. Once you get to a point where you're uh, challenging for a world title or even had a world title like both of these guys had, uh, Amir Khan and Kel Brook, both former world champions, there's no more. Uh, they're not learning. They may learn. No. They may brush up on some of their, um, you know, uh, abilities, but they're not going to go and, and learn new tricks. It, it, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But it doesn't make sense when you're that far. I mean, both of these guys are not going to be hanging around for, uh, you know, uh, an, in, an indefinite amount of time. They're, they're, they're looking at, you know, a fight or two, make some coin and and get out, you know. And the truth of the matter is, is the only way that they're going to make coin legitimately, you know, is to fight big names. And they're both big names. And these guys could make some big bucks in England fighting each other to have it marinate. And, and let the public, uh, you know, sit through mismatches and stuff. 
I think that works. I think that's counterproductive, Sal. As a matter of fact, it turns me off when I see a guy, and, and I'm critical of Deontay Wilder. He's a perfect example here in the States. A guy that beats up somebody that he's supposed to beat up, then pounds his chest and says how great he is. You know, I don't want to see Amir Khan or Kel Brook do that. Yes, they're both coming off of losses, devastating knockout losses to be exact. Uh, but the truth is, is they're both former world champions. There's no marination process. If the people want to see Kel Brook and Amir Khan and they're willing to pay for it and they're willing to pay for it now, why wait? That's uh, I think that fight is better suited now than later. No, you make a good point, Bill. And like I said, why jeopardize another loss? I think they're both at a volatile time in their careers. I think they're both capable. I think they're both uh, uh, still able to get back on the saddle and do what they have to do to be in, in top contention or regain a title shot. And, uh, you know, why take a chance uh, if we want to see the two of these guys fight? And I think it would be a great fight. I think it's a great matchup. Uh, I think they each have uh, unique styles that can counter and that can offset either either one. And having a little chess game out there and a little bit of a war and a phone booth, they both show and display that they have the ability and, and the, the wherewithal. And, yes, and when it comes to trainers training guys like this, what a good trainer does, they'll tighten up their game. They'll they'll look at them. They'll they'll keep them on track. They'll uh, they'll they'll you know tighten up their game. Just their defense, their offense. Make some suggestions, but they're not going to create a whole new fighter uh, and style at this point. Very rare, to, very rarely does that happen with success. Sometimes it does. It's a shock. It's just a surprise. But the element of surprise, you know. But the bottom line is, yeah, they'll both be able to get in a ring, hopefully sooner than later, and. Uh, We'll see what happens. I, I I like the fight though. Look 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 at it from a financial point. You know, yes. if a, if the fighters are saying, "Hey, listen, hey, you know, why don't we uh, why don't we marinate this? Why don't we start talking smack about each other and and get the fans all uh, hot and bothered and 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 you know, dom and chomping for this fight? Uh, we'll fight a couple of fights beforehand. Then that defeats the whole thing. You know, if you go back and look at the success of guys who made a lot of money, um, they make a lot of money in the least amount of fights. Uh, in other words, if you can make uh, X amount of money, let's just say you, you make $5 million for one fight, but to marinate it, and let's say you can make an extra two, so instead of making five, you can make seven, and, but in the meantime, you got to fight you know, two other fights that you're not going to get much more money. And even if you add... Uh, let's say you fight two fights, and over those two fights, you make three millions. And then instead of fighting now for five, you, you can fight uh, a year from now for seven. So let's add it all up, make it easy. And, and now you're looking at $10 million when it's over. But for $10 million, you're fighting three fights. Anything can happen in those three fights. Just like I said, Amir Khan's coming off a devastating knockout loss to Canelo. Uh, Kel Brook back-to-back -back knockout losses, one breaking one orbital bone to Triple G, breaking the other orbital bone against Errol Spence Jr. You know, uh, these are guys that even in a layup cupcake fight, they're you know running a risk of sustaining another injury or even worse, getting hurt. And, and then really, are they making... A, are they making the right decision money-wise? I think it's smarter to fight one fight, get the five mil, and, and just based on my figures that I threw out there, take the five mil for one fight and then see what happens after that. I mean, I think that makes the most financial sense, and I think it's smarter, you know, to assume that you're going to float around. And by the way, along the way, if you're fighting cupcakes and pounding your chest saying you're the best, 
um, people are going to lose interest. I mean, Shannon Briggs is a good example of that. You know, nutcase, juiced up mf -er. You know, uh, what does he do? Uh, he fights these guys that are, you know, shouldn't even, they shouldn't even be in a ring. They shouldn't even be ringside watching, let alone inside the ring, you know, and, 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 and that gets them a ranking. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's called smokescreen. It's called bamboozling. And when you use those words, it always ends up being in the sport of boxing, Sal. Well, it does, and uh, we've seen it. And, you know, like I said, Bill, these are two guys. They're uh, veterans. They're either at the peak or over on the other side of their careers. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm very concerned about Kell Brook. I don't know how many more fights he has in him because he's got some fragile bones in his in his head and uh, uh, face. And uh, we don't know how more vulnerable they be, have become with being cracked in the last two fights. So, uh you know, anything could happen. I wouldn't take a chance. I would say, hey, look at uh, Amir Khan. we got to sign his contract. Let's get back in the ring now. Because as you said, Bill, you don't know what's going to happen in the fight game tomorrow. It's guaranteed today. You sign a contract, you get in a ring, and, you know, you you got eight weeks, you know, get get ready, get your head on and train, and, and let's, let's fight. You can't look at next year or the year after or or at 10 months down the road you got to try and do it now anything could happen to these guys hey sparring uh ankle twist this that and everything else who knows broken legs shin splints i mean when you get older the body becomes a little more fragile and uh you know these guys not that they're old it's just the fact that you know they've had some big ring wars so i think they should get the iron while it's hot and do it you know I, again i want to just you know, emphasize the fact that, you know, we're not talking about two fighters that need to build their, their reputations up. They, they don't need to build anything up. They're already established. And to suggest, oh, well, a fighter's got to get a win before they're in a big fight. I, I think that's BS, too, because, yeah. you know, in this case, both fighters are, are names, especially in England. But, you know, even even here in the States, both fighters have fought here in the States. And the truth of the matter is that they don't need anything to build up. The fight, the fight has its own built-in interest level, you know. And I think that if it was announced that they were going to fight uh, in December, let's say, just for argument's sake, I don't think anybody would bring up the fact that they're both coming off losses. And in Kell Brook's case, two losses. I, I don't think, I don't think it, it makes a difference. Because when you look at Kell Brook's losses... Um, the first one, his first loss came against a guy that he moved up in weight to fight, a guy that everyone else is afraid to fight in Triple G. Then his next loss, he fights a guy no one in the welterweight division wants to fight nope. in Errol Spence. I mean, even the, the so-called top guy in, in uh, Keith Thurman, he doesn't want to fight him. You know, uh, the, the retired Floyd Mayweather, he never mentioned the kid's name. Because he knew no, damn well that Errol Spence. Will. No, <laughs> Errol Spence would knock the crap out of Floyd. Errol this Spence wait, is a world this version, I love Errol Spence. He's this version of Floyd I'm talking about. Uh -uh. He would be this version of Floyd. You know, maybe if you could go back in a time machine, may, maybe it's a different story. But, um, you know, I, listen, you know, Errol Spence Jr. is a guy that's uh, being avoided in the welterweight division. And and we say this all the time. you got to have the right dance partner. If you don't have fighters willing to fight you... How do you establish any kind of legacy? You know, you, you got to have the willing dance partners. And all of the crap with the networks and the management and the promotional teams that want to protect the O and feel they can't sell it or the promoter that has to resurrect an old fighter to bring him back and rather than uh, promote and build up a young fighter. This is all bamboozling the fan. They're giving us a product 
That's not living up to the billing. No other sport can get away with that. Football couldn't, baseball couldn't, hockey, basketball, nothing. And yes, they're all team sports and boxing's not. But the truth of the matter is, is they could never, you know, uh, promise something that never took place. And, and boxing seems to think that it can get away with that. And it has for some time. Well, it's the sport that could always push the envelope. And sometimes they push it over the table. Sometimes they just keep it on the edge. That's what it is. You live on the edge. And, hey, you know, I'll tell you what. I think they don't need a fight. They don't need an easy win to get back in the ring with, with each other. I have a perfect tag for this fight, perfect name. All they need to do is call this fight Redemption Time. Redemption. That's it. They both have losses. Let's go. One guy's going to come out with a winner. And, and you know what? That's the most important fact that one of the guys, you you, you see, in my, my train of thought, and if I'm a manager for either of the two fighters, I say, listen, take this fight now yeah. because you win the fight, you're going to get another big payday and another big right. name. You know, you lose the fight, you hang them up. You call it as your swan song. End of story. This could be Amir Khan versus Kell Brook could be the winner moves forward, the loser goes in a broadcast booth. Because like we said yesterday, we certainly need some new broadcasters. So, hey, listen, I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, I got some news that Sal's going to like to hear. We'll be back in two. Billy C. will be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And where? Back. You're listening and watching the Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us. Hey, normally we uh, we just kind of talk about uh, uh, what goes on in the chat room uh, on the show, but uh, you know we we have been uh, playing around with simulcasting. Although it's not the the real full video version of this show, uh, we do simulcast up in Facebook. It is a slight delay, and a lot of times it's a, it's choppy and it's a terrible camera that uh, we're forced to use, but. Um, my man John in there is uh, he wants me to fight he wants he wants to see me back in the ring I he wants to know how much it would cost if I would do it for charity or anything like that Sal you know and I and I, and I say this you know I, I would fight Ronaldo I'd fight Mario Ronaldo you know uh, I, I'd do it for well, probably 10 15 million I mean I, I don't know I think it would be a good fight I, I'd love to I'd love to kick his I ass. think I'd love to be your trainer I'll be your corner man I'll be in a trainer I, or you and I could do an exhibition Bill I, I tell you, I, Morio Ronaldo, I, I'd love to kick his ass. I, I can't stand the guy, you know, and uh, uh, I, I would love to. Uh, and, and I don't even know him. I've never met him personally or anything like that. But uh, I, I just he's so terrible. I'd love to just punch him right in his face. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, we, we might be able to arrange that. It might be a good exhibition, a little fundraiser. The Battle of the uh, Mouths. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Battle <laughs> of the Mouths. Well, listen, uh, I got some news for you. Uh, in Major League Baseball yes, action yes, last night. Yes. First and foremost, uh, we had uh, you know the divisional series going on both in the National League and the American League. And in the National League, the first game that was played yesterday because of a rainout situation the day before, the Nationals shut out the Cubbies five to nothing. 
Uh, Strasbourg gets the win there. Arietta uh, gets the loss. Uh, the significance of this game is that the Nationals have forced a uh, fifth game to decide who moves on to the uh, to the championship series uh, in the uh, in the National League to face the Dodgers, who are uh, well rested. Uh, but over in the American League, over in the American League, yes, talk yes, about yes. forcing a fifth game. The New York Yankees, who I must go on record as saying that I can't stand. And we all know, based on your, your dancing and cheering over there, which now the camera's on you, um, they have come back uh, to beat a very good record-breaking team in the Cleveland Indians uh, to uh, force a game five that took place last night. And uh, behind uh, Robertson and uh, Chapman getting a save, the Yankees pulled the impossible by beating the Indians in a five-game series last night, 5-2. to two. They now are scheduled to face the Astros in the American League Championship Series. So all I could say is congratulations, Sal, and to all the Yankees. I'm a disgruntled Met fan. I hate the Yankees. However, I do like Aaron Judge. And uh, Chapman did get his uh, World Series ring with the Cubbies last year. Uh, but, uh, hey, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens now. The Yankees... Uh, have to beat the Astros. If they find themselves beating the Astros, they're going to go to the World Series. What do you think? Can they do it? I, You know, let me tell you something. They did this a couple of years ago. They came out of nowhere, I think, in a uh, in a game that they uh, had, uh, you know, the ability to put it all together. and to You know, it, it's like some fighters. Some fighters fight the level of who they, uh, how, who they fight. And... When the Yankees had had one of the uh, opportunities uh, to get into the series, they just ran it and they took it and they played better ball, obviously, than they did the whole season. They had a wild card run. I think they won that game and then they went on to win the World Series without looking back. Coach is going to correct me if I'm wrong. But anyway, uh, let me tell you, the Yankees were down two games to zip in this series with Cleveland. Down two games to zip, coming off their wild card victory last week. And it looked like Cleveland, all they had to do was win one game. They came to the Yankee Stadium. We know what happens there. And the fans got behind them, supported them. The Yankees won the two games, forcing a game five. They had a travel day, and they played last night. And let me tell you, the Yankees were off to a good start, one nothing, then 3 nothing, And then uh, later in the game, the, the Cleveland Indians came back tough. It was a 3-2 game going into the last few innings. But then the Yankees blew away the game when an opportunity came. I think it was the top of the ninth. And, uh, boy, I was so happy happy to see that. What a great game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so happy. Oh, I'm I, sorry. I was, so, I, I, was, I was so happy I threw up all night. You know, CC Sabathia. <laughs> hey, Billy, come on. You know what, Bill? If the Yankees were not in it and the Mets were playing – I'd be rooting for the Mets just because it's it's it's. Uh, I don't know why, but I think I would. Yeah, well, you're a better <laughs> you're a better man than me. I'm a uh, you know I'm from Long Island originally, and uh, I got news for you. I, I root for the Jets. I root for the Mets. I root for the Nets. I root for the Islanders. Under no circumstance will I ever root for the Yankees, the Giants, the Rangers, or the Knicks. So, uh, as a matter Those of fact, as a matter as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, there's no one happier than I that the Giants, the New York Football Giants, oh. are now zero and five. I, I, you know, I hope they go a full zero and sixteen. So, uh, uh, anyway, moving back to boxing, 
Um, you know, we talked about the Miguel Cotto and uh, Saddam Ali fight yesterday on the show. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm not thrilled with the fight. I mean, I, you know, I knew Cotto wasn't going to pick a real fight for his, his Bon Voyage fight. And my, my thinking is, why not just retire as a champ? He won the title. He was given a, a, a shot at that title, which is a whole nother travesty, to be honest with you. Um, but if he was going to fight a substantial foe and go out on his shield, whatever, that that's much different than, than picking Saddam Ali. Saddam Ali was a fighter who never fought in the junior middleweight division, did fight over 147 twice in his whole career. Uh, but uh, and 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 uh, you know, giving credit where credit's due, it's not like Miguel Cotto is a monster at 154 either. But still, um, you know, I, I'm not crazy about the fight. Although I do say that Saddam Ali uh, does have some boxing ability, and Cotto is aged. And uh, like Dax said on the show yesterday, he's been uh, in wars. Uh, all of his fights are uh, uh, you know uh, rough and tumble type fights. So. Um, you get a pass. He is going to be on HBO. It's his 24th appearance on HBO. Uh, it's his actual will be his 10th, uh, you know, main, him being a showcase main event at Madison Square Garden. So, I mean, there are some things he's doing. So good. More power to him. Uh, he's 41 and five with 33 knockouts. Uh, Saddam Ali has only been beaten once. He's 25 and one with 14 knockouts. As I said yesterday, his one loss came when he challenged for a world title. Um, I look at his resume and see, you know, his last handful of fights against good opposition. The rest of them were all cherry-picked uh, um, cupcakes, really. Uh, but uh, yesterday it was made officially official official. Uh, the cheapest seat you can get at Madison Square Garden on October 17th is $50. And uh, ringside seats are 500 Uh Saddam Ali said, I'm thrilled to be given this opportunity to fight a legend at Madison Square Garden in front of all my fans. Uh, on HBO. My time is now. God willing, I will leave the garden with the championship belt. Um, you know, I, I read a lot into comments by fighters sometimes, Sal. And the one thing I, I, I can read between the lines with Saddam Ali, uh, he's happy to be there type of a, a fight. He's happy to get the opportunity. He's happy to, to, to be on HBO. I, I would like much more to hear a, a more from a fighter like this the confidence, you know, I'm there to win. Uh, you know, I'm thankful for getting the opportunity, but Cotto picked the wrong guy. Uh, you know, stuff like that. It, it, it almost seems like he's already reserved the fact that he doesn't have a chance to win. God willing, his time is now. Um, you know, make the time. You know, God puts you in positions. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, hold your hand through the whole thing. He puts you in a position, then you're supposed to do what you got to do. You know, I would have liked to have seen a little more positivity from uh, from his uh, comment. What's your thoughts? I'm going to give you my thoughts. I'm going to share you, share with you uh, and everybody else what may be going through his heart and his mind right now. Yes, he is grateful to get this opportunity. Yes, he is humbled by the chance to see himself come out of the ring victorious. And yes, he wants to go in with this element of surprise on his side. This guy is going to be in the gym training like an animal. He's in his heart of hearts. He's saying he could do this. He just doesn't want to let it be known right now. And he's going to go out there. He's going to give Miguel Cotto a fight. He's glad to be in this opportunity. And believe me, this is what's going through his mind. And he says, I'm going to shock everybody. I'm going to surprise everybody because I got something that Miguel's not going to be ready for. And that's what's going on in his heart. He doesn't have to say it. 
But right now, he knows. This guy knows. Come on. He's been around. And he, he knows this is his one-shot opportunity. He's got to look good. He's got to display great skill. And he's got the opportunity, yes, to beat a legend on what is being set up as his farewell, fanfare, goodbye fight. And so I believe that Ali definitely, in his heart of hearts, says, wait till you see what I pull this night. I'm going out there, and I'm going to win. I know that's what he's feeling. Well, if you know that, your crystal ball must have new batteries in it because it sounds to me like he's just happy to be there. And the truth of the matter is, is that he's a young fighter. I mean, you know, hold that thought. We got to take a break. These damn television commercial breaks, they drive me nuts sometimes. You know, I mean, you gots to do what you gots to do. We'll be back in two. Billy C will be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now. Or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us today. And uh, speaking of being with us, how about being with me? Come on over to the Turning Stone Resort and Casino in Verona. That sounds, yeah, it sounds, that should be some hot redhead's name, Sal, you know. Hey, who are you going out with tonight? I'm going out with Verona, you know. Or I had it's a crush, like that song. I had a crush on a girl when I was younger in Verona, New Jersey, off of, by Wayne. Wait a minute. Didn't they have a song? My Verona. My dun, Verona. Dun, 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 dun. That's Verona? Oh, that's Verona. right. You're right. You're right. But uh, anyway, Good. October 21st, join me at the Turning Stone Resort and Casino. I'm going to be ringside for HBO's next uh, boxing event. Uh, so get yourself some tickets. Visit our website, www.billycboxing.com. Click on the Turning Stone banner. Booked up. Hey, listen, if you're uh, watching us on the Facebook uh, uh, stream or whatever we're going to call it, sim- um, you know, we, we have it going over there, too. Yeah. Simulcast. That's the word I was looking for. Don't forget, man, We the same version that goes up on TV is uh, up on YouTube right now. We stream on YouTube. Or you can go to our website, BillyCBoxing.com, and watch it. Our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Talkin, T-A-L-K-I-N, Boxing, B-O-X-I-N-G. Uh, check us out. I think you'll like that version a lot better. Multiple camera feeds, et cetera, et cetera. It's much clearer. Uh, it's a better uh, better shot. And speaking of television, Sal, I got some news that you don't even know about. No, I, I don't know. know. And, I, I, you keep me in the dark. No, 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 no. Like one not, of those not, not, I'm, I'm not talking about. I'm not, blanket over my eyes. I'm not talking about all the news. I'm talking because I know you don't know much about that either. But uh, I'm, I'm talking about some news about uh, our project that we worked on uh, that we just did uh, recently. Uh, where we uh, showed uh, uh, our uh, at our last Billy C. get-together uh, down at the beautiful Sea Palms Resort and Casino. <laughs> I mean, no resort casino. and no casino. You know, that's there. an angle. We could maybe start a <laughs> casino there. Uh, well, I, I've, I guess it slipped that you always have those uh, craps games going in the back of your restaurant. But anyway. 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 Sea Palms Resort in uh, St. Simons, on St. Simons Island. Um, we showed uh, uh, all of the people that were at our uh, Billy C. get-together a sneak preview 
of a new series that Sal and I worked on called Billy C's Boxing Revisited. And basically what it is in a nutshell is we've taken, uh, thanks to uh, Steve Lott and uh, the uh, Las Vegas uh, Boxing Hall of Fame, um, we uh, or it's just the Boxing Hall of Fame Incorporated, I should say, uh, out of Las Vegas, uh, gave us uh, the rights, uh, uh, bartered us the rights for uh, rebroadcasting some classic fights. And um, we did a few. And uh, we created uh, some pilots, and we gave uh, our uh, people that showed up to the Billy C. event um, a sneak preview of uh, actually one of my favorites. It's become my favorite fight. I mean, uh, yes. Benny Kid Perrette against uh, Gene Fulmer. I mean, I, you know, we talked about Nothing it yesterday. short of a war. Oh, that's an understatement. I mean, you know, up to that fight, Sal, I had said that the best three rounds of boxing I ever saw was uh, Hagler Hearns. And until I realized, I, well, I had no idea that there was actually a fight that was 10 rounds of Hagler-Hearns, you know, and that's what we got with uh, former uh, Benny Kid Perrette. But anyway, the news that you're on the edge of your seat, that, you, that, that you're holding, holding your ace, you're holding your ace about uh, the truth of the matter. No, no, take a breath, Sal. You're turning red. You're turning purple. Uh, the truth of the matter is um, we will be airing the... Um, on several networks, Fight TV being one of them, of course, um, and and uh, Holyfield Television, another, of course. Um, but uh, AMG TV, which is uh, a pretty big network, uh, not only on terrestrial ter television, but also uh, uh, cable uh, networks uh, and uh, DISH, satellite DISH networks, as well as, um, I believe, Roku, uh, Hulu, and uh, they have their own streaming uh, uh, availability, too. Uh, AMG TV, punch it up. Uh, I will wow. get you guys uh, the exact dates. But Sal, Rocky, Santa Cola, they are showing not one, not two, but all three of the pilots over the next uh, couple of months. They're going to be uh, showcasing wow. them, I think, three or four times each. And uh, I'm really uh, excited about that. As soon as we get the uh, actual uh, uh, dates and times, uh, and which channels, because they have multiple channel uh, and multiple platforms, uh, I will uh, put a link up on the website, or <clears throat> Jeremy C. will put a link up, up on the website uh, where you can watch these. So uh, we're real excited about that. And hopefully people will like it, Sal. You know why? Why? Because I want to do one every month. I'm, I'm going to come down. I'm going to move in with you, man. I got to rearrange that set a little bit. I'm, I'm assuming those stairs lead to my room up there, right? You know what, Bill? It's funny you should say that. <laughs> yes, I have three bedrooms up there, and one of them has your name on it. There you go. There you go. But but it. I, hopefully I'm sharing it with some hot redhead or blonde or brunette. I'm not picky. But, uh, you know. Now right now uh, there's a Bowflex in there uh, and, and uh, in my whoa. office. Whoa. But, uh, what are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying to say? That I'm a fat bastard? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, that no, I need to work the Bowflex? Hey, Bill, come out. on over. I got a room for you and I got your Bowflex all set up in there, you fat bastard. Is that what you're trying to say to me? Come on, Sal. I thought we were buds, man. Hey, buddy. Let me tell you something. Absolutely. I'll even give you my room. I'll sleep on the couch down here. There you go. Now you're talking. That's what good friends are supposed to do. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm, I'm excited about that. But back to Miguel Cotto and Saddam Ali. Miguel Cotto, after the official announcement, officially, officially announcing the fight, even though we already talked about it, Miguel Cotto says, uh, I'm very excited to be back in the ring for my final fight at Madison Square Garden. I've worked really hard my entire career to be at this level. 
I am fully concentrated on getting together with Freddie Roach so we can work hard and uh, have a great victory on December 2nd. I, I don't have any doubt in my mind. Um, well, well, let, let me say this. I, I'm not discrediting Saddam Ali at all because, you know, especially when a fighter like um, Miguel Cotto has been in the wars that he has been in in South, you know, um, you know that uh, he could age uh, very quickly, uh, you know, overnight, if you will. And well, as good as your last fight. Right. And Saddam Ali basically has the tools. I mean, he does have a, a significant reach advantage and height advantage over Cotto. Um, so uh, it's certainly not a, a layup per se, but I think Miguel Cotto uh, and his team, uh, you know, handpicked Saddam Ali for a reason. Um, you know, uh, no Listen, the biggest, the top three uh, divas in boxing, uh, and two of them are, are uh, uh, actually, I guess we should sprinkle in four, uh, and two of the four hey, happen hey. to be uh, retired right now. Uh, Andre Ward, I think, is the biggest diva uh, of all time. Miguel Cotto uh, is number two. I, I think Canelo Alvarez uh, moves up to the three spot. And uh, Floyd Mayweather, I still put him as a diva. But but the the, the only diva, the, the, the issue with Floyd, and no, I, for any of you guys that know that uh, Floyd's not my uh, <clears throat> favorite fighter of all time, but uh, if you think I'm, I'm softening up on him, uh, forget about it. But the truth of the matter is, is this. I got to give Floyd credit because unlike the other three, and even though Canelo's a big draw, Nobody has put asses in, and, uh, in seats and, and, and sold pay-per-views, you know, time after time after time as well as Floyd Mayweather. So, um, you know, and because he always gets everything in his way, he's got to be a diva, but definitely not top three. I say number four. But, uh, hey, we'll see what happens in the fight. I, reading between the lines with Ali's comments, I think he's just happy to be there. And I don't think we're going to see the best Saddam Ali. I really don't. The best Saddam Ali might come after the Kodo fight, you know, but he's going to be happy to be there. Uh, the only thing that might motivate him is the simple fact that he does uh, live in New York. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people will go there to watch him. And, you know, sometimes when you're performing in front of family and friends, it elevates you up a little, doesn't it, Sal? Bill, it certainly does. And that's what I'm saying. He's taken the, the humble, quiet uh b-side approach to this and here's what's going to happen he is going to do his best right now in his heart of hearts he says i got this one shot opportunity i'm in a ring with a legend i could either crawl and look for a corner and fall down and die and get my ass kicked excuse my french or butt or i can rise to the occasion show everybody what i came here to do and bring the best out of me and and i'm going to train for a victory and, you know, he could go all along with saying he's just grateful, he's just that, and then very close to the fight just saying, well, he picked the wrong opponent. I'm going to show him what I got. Yeah, I'll play a little head game. I mean, you got to do whatever you got. And Miguel Cotto's been there, done that. It's not going to phase him one bit. But, I mean, this guy should try to utilize an element of surprise anywhere he can. And, uh, you know, I, I think he can rise to the occasion. He's got some tools on him, but, in him, but uh, you know, like, like I said, we never know. Any given night, you know, Miguel Cotto's consistent. He's a tough warrior. He's been through wars. And this guy, we we still don't know where, if everything's in the package that we assume is just uh, face value. Maybe he's going to come out and say, hey, I'm going to rise to the occasion. I'm on another level now, and I'm going to show the world what I really can do. So we'll see what happens.
Yeah, well, hopefully uh, hopefully he, he does have the best day of his career. But this weekend we got some good fights uh, uh, on TV. It's, it's a pretty... Uh, Pretty packed weekend, to be honest with you, Sal. And uh, okay. um, I like honesty. You know, tomorrow uh, we will uh, um, open up the phone lines. So uh, if you uh, have a comment or a question or any kind of concern or some feelings on the fights that are scheduled this week, make sure you tune in tomorrow and uh, give us a call. I'll, I'm going to open up the phone lines pretty much for the whole show tomorrow. Uh, so, uh, you know, anytime we get a call, we'll just kick Sal to the curb. Uh, because uh, you guys, when you call in, you kind of, you know, kicks out to the curb. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. <laughs> Sal's a big boy. You know, he'll go up there I on get the up, I, I wipe myself off, and I get up, and I get back on that curb. That's right. I'm king of the curb. <laughs> that's right. And that's why I sent you that ladder so you could climb up onto that curb because you are a little short. I don't know if anybody – and in case anybody <laughs> – in, in case boss. anyone doesn't believe me, if you look over Sal's left shoulder, which is actually the right one on the screen, you can see the little step ladder I sent him. That's the one that uh, he uses right over there. Uh, you know, so uh, you saw that, right? No, it's your other. It's your. It's, it's your other right left there. shoulder, Sal. Right there. It's your other left. <laughs> right there. <you> know? <laughs> That's the one. I use that. My yeah. I got a tall kitchen. I, I can't reach those cabinets. I know. The way Wor- I- weren't you playing uh, handball against the <laughs> curb the other that day? Bookcase. You think I can reach the bookcase? You want to see the bookcase? No, no, no. I don't, don't want to see the bookcase. Forget about it. I don't want to see the bookcase. All I know is that uh, you were playing uh, handball against the curb with that giant ant the other day. I, I don't know, but uh, anyway, there was some. You're right, there I was, was. You know, there's a, I'm not taller than many people, but I am taller than Sal. I will say that I am. I am. But uh, anyway, um, so we got a couple of fights uh, this weekend, and uh, one, you know, I wanted to just uh, t- touch on uh, a couple real quickly. Leo Santa Cruz is one of my favorite fighters. He's only uh, lost once, and he has a draw in his record as well. He's 33 wins with uh, uh, a loss and a, and a draw, like I said, 18 knockouts. The thing I love about Leo Santa Cruz is that, in a, in a sense, he's a throwback fighter. And, and what, I, what I mean by that is this is a guy that comes to fight. He likes volume. Um, he, uh, he does it because um, he knows that he's got to let his hands go. Uh, he's there to perform. He's there to do his best. He's got a really close family relationship, which also fuels the fire. Um, I, I, I love Leo Santa Cruz, and uh, he's going to be uh, headlining the uh, show uh, early uh, Saturday night, uh, 7.30 p.m. It starts uh, over on uh, uh, Fox, uh, and the co-main event is uh, another good fight between Abner Mares and Andres Gutierrez. Uh, and then uh, also Saturday, later in the evening on Showtime, you got Erslandi Lara against Terrell Goshua, uh, Jermel Charlo against Erickson Lubin, and Jared Hurd against Austin Trout. But right now I want to take a look real quick at the Leo Santa Cruz and uh, Chris Avellos fight. Leo Santa Cruz uh, is uh, currently the WBA's super world featherweight champ. Not to, com- be, not to be confused, Sal, with the WBA's regular world featherweight champion because Leo Santa Cruz is the super uh, world featherweight champion. So not And don't be confused. It's not super featherweight. It's super world featherweight. So it's their super featherweight. It's a weight class that could be also the, uh, the reciprocal of that is the junior lightweight. Well, it is. But, but this is what I'm saying. 
the WBA. Well, it is very confusing because uh, there's the, another belt on the line, super <laughs> belt. Yeah, they call once they once they uh, once you one, become a world champion, you go for a super belt championship. Yeah, and it's actually it actually they make it seem like the super champion is higher than the regular champion, but in the past they've had a super champion that they so-called elevate to, to that status, have to wow. wait in line to get a shot at the regular champion. So it's it's completely, it's you know, here I was blaming. Why don't they just come out with a universal championship belt? Sal, and, Sal, and maybe we'll get some alien invaders challenging. Slow we'll it down. Some. Don't give anybody any ideas. We don't need another belt. <laughs> we certainly don't. But Leo Santa Cruz, Leo Santa Cruz is uh, the uh, WBA's uh, world. I'm just going to call him the world featherweight champion. He's a former junior featherweight world champion, and he's a former bantamweight world champion. He's 29 years old. Um, this guy has fought uh, the best of the best. Two fights against Carl Frampton. He lost the first one, a close fight, a majority decision in Brooklyn. Uh, he went and fought him uh, back in January of this year in a great fight. Uh, and another close decision. This time he won in Vegas. Uh, he's also got uh, recent wins over Kiko Martinez, Abner Mares, uh, Jose Catania, which was a comeback, uh, uh, get a uh, uh, you know get a W type fight. Uh, Jesus Ruiz he fought and won. Uh, Christian Mahares, uh, Caesar Cida, which is a big fight. R Victor Terraz, uh, Alexander Munoz. I mean he has fought Eric Morale. I mean this was a guy. Um, that, you know, at one point people were commenting that he, he, he was, you know, not fighting real fights. And when you look at his resume, you know, you got to go, let's see, I'm looking at his resume. You got to go all the way back to 2011 when he fought Jorge Romero, who was 0-1. I mean, that really uh, was the last layup fight that he had. I mean, Mahares, Christian Mahares, maybe his record doesn't look... Uh, impressive, Manuel Roman, maybe not. He's had a couple of losses, but these are all real fighters. I'm sorry. I, I think Leo Santa Cruz uh, is uh, is a good fighter, and and I think uh, I think we may be witnessing in Leo Santa Cruz, Sal, a future Hall of Famer. I I I really believe that this this guy. I love his attitude, especially, and uh, you know, I, I mean, he has said in in uh, uh, many interviews that. You know, uh, he he fights for the fans. As a matter of fact, when he fights and doesn't get a knockout, he he apologizes to the fans for not getting a knockout. I mean, this guy's a throwback, brother. He is, and and for all the reasons you mentioned, uh, I'll tell you, I respect him and I appreciate his style of fighting, and and uh, he is a warrior, and uh, so I always uh, am looking to see what he's going to present to uh, to us. Uh, to all of the fans uh, every time he's in the ring. And it's always an exciting fight. I, uh, I'm i very fond of this guy. I think he's great. Yeah, I uh, I love him. He's stepping in the ring with uh, uh, Chris Avellos. And Chris Avellos, you know, he's a former world title challenger. He titled for the uh, junior featherweight uh, belt. Um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, he's going to, in a sense, he's stepping up a little bit. He's, he's actually younger uh, than... Uh, uh, Leo Santa Cruz, he's uh, 27 years old. Uh, he's got a record of 27 and five, uh, 20 knockouts, and of his five losses, he was stopped uh, three times. Um, his last uh, five fights, he he was actually uh, uh, two wins and three losses. Uh, one win by knockout, one win by decision, but all three losses by stoppage. As a matter of fact, those were 
the three stoppage losses of his five in his career. He was stopped by Carl Frampton, who had two uh, really good fights with uh, Leo Santa Cruz. Uh, he was st- stopped by Oscar Valdez, who's uh, currently a world champion right now. And he was also stopped uh, in April of last year against Mark Magseo, who's an up-and-coming uh, a Filipino fighter who uh, uh, I-, I really like. Uh, so uh, uh, he, uh, he lost him. And now his last fight, uh, he fought the tough Miguel Flores, who was only once beaten when he stepped in the ring with Avelos. And Avelos won that fight. As a matter of fact, the fight uh, was stopped after five rounds. A corner said that he couldn't continue Flores. And that fight, Sal, actually is the one that got him a shot at uh, Leo Santa Cruz. Leo Santa Cruz is rated number one by the computer. And the computer looks at Chris Avelos at number 31, which is, again, one of those fights where, you know, you say to yourself, you know, how does the sanctioning body sanction it? Well, the answer to that question is Chris Avelos is ranked in the top 15 of the WBA. Um, uh, how do I see this fight going? Uh, you know, I, I see this fight going 100% Leo Santa Cruz's way, but you never know. What do you think? I think uh, I think you're right. I think Leo Santa Cruz is a uh, proven uh, horse to bet on, and I'll tell you because he's a great fighter. And I didn't mean a horse like an animal. I meant just an analogy there. He's a great fighter, and uh, he's got heart passion, and I think he's not going to disappoint his fans. And uh, I, I think he will uh, take care of Chris Avellos, but uh, it, it'll be a good fight. Uh, but I think he will be the one coming out with his hand raised in the air. Yeah, I I think that uh, I I mean of course I, you know I'm a big uh, uh, fan of uh, Leo Santa Cruz. I, I'm just a little disappointed that I mean when you look at Leo Santa Cruz and you see him fighting Kiko Martinez and Carl Frampton and Abner Mares uh, and Jesse Ruiz and, and then you know uh, Chris Avellos, uh, you know it's kind of a step down for him. It's a step down, yeah, but you know maybe. They're having something around the corner. They want to marinate. Well, the, the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, Chris Avellos earned the shot with his last win, you know. But, you know, everybody has a good night, and, and a lot of times uh, fighters have uh, a bad night. Uh, and uh, I think that Chris Avellos has uh, got his uh, work cut out for him if he, uh, you know, is thinking about uh, uh, beating uh, – you know, Leo Santa Cruz. So we'll have to wait and see. Hey, listen, we're going to take, we're going to take a short little break here. When I come back, there's another fight I want to take a look at a fighter that I, I kind of know. And I had the luxury of uh, calling uh, his amateur fights and he's in a big test. We'll talk about him in about two. Billy C will be right back. Part of the Billy C boxing network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now. Or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy, Billy C. C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And... We're back. You're listening and watching the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be here. And, uh, you know, I, I tell you something, Sal. Um, you know, I live, uh, I, I love, you know, where I where I live right now. And right, right, off, I know the, you do. right off the studio, uh, I have uh, right in my studio here, which you can't see on the camera shots, is, uh, you know, a window and it overlooks uh, 
uh, lawn and stuff like that. But uh, during break, I was just having a glance out the window. And and during a live show one time, I, I'm sitting here spacing out, and all of a sudden I see a bear. You know, and it was like, it was just like, <laughs> I, and, and I'll tell you the truth. I heard him ask me, he was going, got any picnic baskets? I was like, hey, what are you talking about, Yogi? But uh, no, I, during the break, I just saw uh, a whole, uh, I don't know what you call a flock of turkeys. I think they're a gaggle of turkeys. I don't know. And they were I'll fighting with each other. They were all fighting out there. They were, they, I, think, I think a couple of them had some boxing gloves on. You know, the truth of the matter is the turkeys, they look like some badasses, don't they? I oh, mean, man, uh, let me tell you something. I once went uh, up with a, for a weekend uh, uh, with a buddy of mine and the gals. And let me tell you, it was a, I don't know, was it wind? I don't know, wind? It was somewhere in New York, but it. Let me tell you, in the morning, we heard we heard all these animals outside. It was this place in the woods, and I saw these wild turkeys that were all over. Man, let me tell you, they look like some bad birds, man. <laughs> they are not only funny looking, you could even border ugly. I mean, they are just, they look like a, a prehistoric pterodactyl version of a I mean, they're 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 ugly. They're bad, and they're they're nasty too. Sometimes. Now wait, wait. They're bad. What? Does that mean bad they're, meaning good? Good. Like that. Like that. Like that turkey. Good. That, I don't know. Like that turkey's bad, and that means <laughs> good. What do you say, man? That turkey's good. bad, man. He was digging up my garbage. He was a bad turkey. Oh, okay, all right. But um, no, nah, but they are ugly. And, uh, hey, you know, they, wild, they, it's a wild turkey, right, Bill? Yeah. It's, it's well, yeah, they're, they're not the, turkeys. they're not the fat white ones that just sit around waiting to get their heads chopped off. These things is, fly. Is there a liquor called wild turkey? The, the, these, yeah, not that kind of wild turkey. These, <laughs> these, these turkeys, uh, you know, they, they got jobs and stuff, you know, they, <laughs> Man, they, they, they work all day to try, you know, scrape them for food and stuff like that, you know, but, uh, uh, no. And, and the funny thing is. Is the turkey population here? And by the way, you you very well might have been in Wyndham. There's a place in upstate New York. I think it was Wyndham. Yeah, Wyndham. Yeah. Um, that's nice uh, the Catskill. That's actually the Catskill area. But um, yeah, anyway, that's where we were. anyway, uh, the turkeys, the population in New York here. Hey, talking toy, talking turkeys with Billy C and Sal, Rocky, Santa Color. Uh, the population in New York is uh, is pretty high now, and uh, the the one of the reasons is. There's really nothing that gets them. You know, they can fly. And it's not like they fly south. Um, so don't worry. They're not going to be coming to your restaurant asking for food. But uh, they fly into a tree, into the trees to get away from uh, anything that might try to kick their ass. Uh, or uh, they sleep. Well, a bear, a bear isn't going to run down a turkey. Uh, and I don't even think they're going to be able to climb a tree and get one. Maybe a baby one. I, you know, here's here's what I think could eat a turkey that we have in new york uh you know mountain lion cougar we we do have them uh they could take one out um probably a a, a coyote um or a wolf yeah. you know which we have in 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 upstate new york you know they could probably take one out if they catch them you know if they don't get up into the tree like if if they're you know too busy uh, uh scraping the ground and not paying attention but aside from that I don't know, like like we have bald eagles that live uh, near the lake, Lake George, and uh, they take out ducks, which I never knew. They come down and, and eat ducks and stuff, the eagles do, and osprey. <laughs> Let me tell you, eagles are pretty, you want to talk about nasty? No, they're Eagles, big. man, they're predators, and I've seen them in action down here in the south. And man, let me tell you, they are relentless. When they, when they have an eye on something, 
they come in like a dive bomber, man, and boom, it's done. Oh no, they they're big, and we have another big, uh, big bird. Huge. We have another big bird. No, not that, not the yellow one from <laughs> Sesame Street. We have another one uh, called the osprey, which uh, looks yes, like the osprey, uh, beautiful bird. Oh, they're huge. You should see the nest. They got a huge. They're, they got a long neck, don't they? They're, they're, they're ne no. You're thinking of a herring, but the uh, the uh, osprey build a nest. And I swear to God, Sal, it's bigger than your apartment. You know, I I mean, it's it's huge. They and they build them on top of. Uh, phone. Anyway, let, let's stop with the National Geographic yeah, shit for a little bit. I'll tell but, you, I feel like I'm, I'm learning something right now. Um, but uh, hey, no, <laughs> Willie's asking me if I ever saw the the uh, the uh, uh, Peter Griffin when he went the, the cartoon. He says, "Did you ever see the Peter Griffin one uh, where he sneaks up behind Yogi Bear and stabs him to death in front of Boo Boo?" <laughs> uh, no, but I saw the one. I I love the I one. Yogi Bear. I, I love I love the Family Guy. He's talking about Family Guy, which I love. I love the one. I don't remember that one, but I love the one where he's doing the. Um, Roadhouse, he's he's kicking everybody throughout the episode, and uh, he he finally gets Lucy. You know Lucy, Lucy from. I, I never uh, saw the show. I never saw the show. You never saw life, Family yeah. Guy. Well, Willie, he did. You ever see the one where he's doing Roadhouse and uh, uh, he's Roundhouse kicking everybody, and he gets Lucy from the Peanuts, right? And uh, he's going, oh, that Lucy, you know, and he starts kicking the shit out of her, right? Of, out of Lucy. <laughs> That's the wrong, right? Bill. No, I know. Listen, and he's going, every time you, you Charlie tries, Charlie Brown tries to kick the ball, you move the ball, and he kicks the crap out of Lucy, and finally he, Lucy's all beat up, and he goes, come on, go ahead, Charlie, kick the ball, and he <laughs> and he makes Lucy hold the ball one time so Charlie can actually kick it. Now, that oh, now funny. that's funny. I've oh, never God. seen that. Oh, I, that I, I, that's funny. That like was that. that was real funny. But uh, anyway, back to uh, <laughs> I like that. Back to boxing. <laughs> I gotta see that. You know, we kind of, we gotta get back on track here, Sal. We're uh, we're losing <laughs> it here. But um, uh, another fight I wanted to talk about real quick from this weekend is an interesting one. In a sense, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Charlo brothers. Um, and, and one of the reasons I think, well, one of the reasons I know. I am. I think they're good fighters. Well, I, you know, here we go. Here we go again, Sal. Point and counterpoint. But let me finish my, my point <laughs> first before you disagree with me. Um, my, my point about the Charlo brothers, I don't take anything away from them. I just don't feel that they have climbed the ladder the way they should have in terms of level of opposition to get the accolades that they receive. And the other issue that I have with them is that they're big guys. I mean, by the time they're fighting, you know, fight night, they're two weight classes, even three above what they should be. Um, this is a guy in Jermel, not to be confused with his twin, who's Jermal, but Jermel Charlo is currently the WBC junior middleweight champion. And, um, you know, he, of, of the two brothers, I, I think, you know, he's got a couple of good wins. He's got that unanimous decision win over Gabe Rosado. I, I happen to love Gabe Rosado. I, I think Gabe I Rosado is a throwback fighter. Uh, no, he doesn't have an impressive record. No, he doesn't have much skill. <laughs> but this is a guy that really uh, brings it. And, uh, you know, uh, Jermel, I think, has a, a, a better, more impressive uh uh, uh, resume than uh, than his brother. I mean, he beat Demetrius Hopkins. He beat Gabe Rosado. He beat Charles uh, Bethlemy. Um, you know, uh, uh, Marta, Marta, uh, Vanis Martyrosian he beat, which, uh, you know, he's always a tough fighter, even though these guys were so much smaller. 
Um, you know, his last fight was John Hatley. Uh, he, you know, he's uh, ranked number three uh, as a junior middleweight, five foot eleven, seventy-three inch reach. Now he steps in with the young southpaw Erickson Lubin. Now Erickson Lubin uh, is one of those fighters that we got to call uh, his fight yes. in the Florida uh, Golden uh, Golden Gloves Finals. He's a southpaw, um, given up significant height, uh, five foot nine. Uh, and a half, so he's given up uh, two inches. But the size difference come fight night, you're going to see. It's going to look like Erickson Lubin is, you know, a featherweight fighting a heavyweight. I mean, uh, the Charlo brothers have, a, have, you know, they they balloon up. I mean, they definitely can dry out. This is a fight that I'm not happy with, and the reason why is not because, I mean, Charlo doesn't pick his fights. His management does. And Lubin doesn't pick his fights. His management does. Oh, and did I mention their uh, advisor is both the same guy? But that's besides the point. Um, you know, Charlo's ranked uh, number three in the world by the computer. Lubin's ranked number 16. Uh, his last fight, or actually his last three fights, have been against uh, a decent eh, Well, you can give him credit over Daniel Sandoval, too. Uh, so his last four fights, but none are the caliber of Jamel Charlo. His last fight was against Jorge Coda uh, back in March of this year, which in which he stopped him in four rounds in Brooklyn. Um, I think that this is a case, Sal, that they are rushing Lubin too much. I, I, I really think that Erickson Lubin is the real deal. He's a young fighter. He's only 22 years old. Um, I, I, I just think that that this is a wrong fight for him. I You know, um, I'm not... I'm not underestimating Lubin. I, I think he's got a lot of skill. Uh, Charlo is, is you know, a, a good fighter. I don't think he's great. But the size difference come fight night is going to be so obvious that, I, you know, it's hard. You know, a good big guy will beat a good smaller guy every single time. I, I'm not crazy about this fight. I think it's another showcase fight for the Charlo brothers, uh, even though this is just Jermel. But um, if I'm Erickson Lubin's team, I, I I don't like this fight at all. It's a huge opportunity for him. And like I always say, Sal, maybe, you know, a loss isn't going to ruin his career. This was a bad fight to, to say yes to. Well, as you said, they're, they're on two different levels of where they are presently. And uh, we did see Erickson Lubin fight in the Golden Gloves in Florida just as little as maybe four years ago. And, uh, you know, he is a young guy. And uh, to step in a ring, this is his calling card, his opportunity. But, you know, when a fighter is, is a young man, 22, not that he, he uh, isn't learning and isn't capable, but, you know, sometimes they're developing. They just haven't arrived yet. What I mean by that is emotionally and mentally. You, 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 you get, you know, caught up with yourself and, and, and you have the confidence. You have the ability. You're not just taking... Uh, being a yes man to, to what people are telling you all this you're 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 a, a full-fledged man you know when you're later in, in your years and you have the experience to carry yourself like that I use the term gravitas but the bottom line is he's a good talented young fighter this might be a little bit more than what he bit off right now than what he can shoot we will see I wish him the best I do think that Charlo brothers are good fighters uh, I think they come to fight and they come to win and uh, this might be a, a, a challenge for Erickson Lubin. Could be his step up, could be his way up, and uh, 
we might be surprised because, like I always say, I'd be a hypocrite if I don't agree that any given night, you never know. But I don't know on paper right now, black and white, if this will be Erickson Lubin's night. I don't think it's a good idea. No, it's it's a, it's definitely a bad idea. The size difference, you know. I, and as far as uh, Jermel's brother Jamal, he did uh, vacate the uh, his title. He had a title in the uh, junior middleweight division. He moved up. I would just like to see. And, and in defense of Jermel, I mean, there's really nobody. Um, in that division right now, uh, that poses too much danger to him. But uh, Jamal, uh, I would like to see uh, you know fight a real middleweight. I mean, uh, uh, I, they just uh, these guys are able to dry out so much, and um, it just seems that uh, uh, it just seems that that they have an unfair uh, uh, advantage. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it is what it is. Well. It is what it is, and I just want to reiterate and say, you know what, we saw another uh, great uh, budding amateur that evening that uh, was handed his first defeat, a devastating knockout, uh, was that Sammy, uh, what was his last name, Rui, Sammy? Sa oh, Sammy, uh, you mean uh, Sammy, the... the um, yeah. Yeah, he, um, uh, Hurricane Sammy. Hurricane Sammy, yeah, yeah. we saw him fight... Recently, he just uh, stepped up to, into another level, and you know, I think a little bit before his time, they were they were giving him an opportunity, and he got he he suffered a devastating knockout early in the fight. Um, so this is the same we saw the same uh, show, the same fighters fight that night, and we'll see what happens to this to this young man. We'll see what Lubin can handle it. Yeah, Hurricane Sammy was definitely uh, in over his head, and uh, Erickson Lubin, and those two guys came up uh, in the ranks together. They worked out at the yeah, same gym. Yeah, we saw gym. them fighting the Golden yeah. Gloves, winning. You know, they 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 came out of the same gym, and um, you know, uh, I think Lubin, uh, you know, he was a pro a little longer. Hurricane Sammy, uh, uh, his last name is Valentin. In case you guys are wondering, That's Hurricane right. Sammy yes. Valentin. Uh, he, uh, you know, he was moved too quickly. Uh, they were too. You know what? They were conned. Hey, hey, listen, I love his, his his. I love Hurricane Sammy. We sat uh, his, down with them. Oh, I mean, his you guys mom talking about magic his and everything mom, else. We gave him the inside scoop of the boxing world in a preview. You and John, I know his, that. His mom is great. His pops uh, great. is, is great a great family. guy. And, and you know the thing is, is they had dollar signs in their eyes and uh, and people signing uh, contract pe pe bonuses like they just won a gold medal in Olympics and they wanted to see the money. Well, the truth of the matter is, is they were conned and uh, they they built yeah. up uh, uh, Sammy uh, to get him, uh, you know, an opportunity to get a payday. They were all happy because he's basically, you know, footing the bill now. But, um, you know, it was too soon. You know, you, you got to make soon. the right decision. But uh, anyway, one other fight I want to talk about today uh, is uh, is another one that, uh, you know, I'm not so sure about the outcome. Uh, Jared Hurd is currently the IBF World Junior Middleweight uh, Champion. Uh, he's ranked number five by the computer, six foot one, orthodox fighter out of Maryland. He's 20 and 0 with 14 knockouts. He beat uh, Tony Harrison for the vacant uh, IBF World uh, junior middleweight title in his last fight, which was in February. Um, you know, he's uh, had some tough opponents, but nobody special. I mean, uh, Jojo Dan, he beat, which I give him a lot of credit for. Tony Harrison was a good fighter at one point. I don't know how good he is now. Frank Galarza was a decent fighter, but that's it out of his 20 wins. Um, he takes on a former world champion and a guy that a lot of people, you know, I, I look at him similar to uh, Lamont, you dummy, Peterson. 
um, who, for some reason, people don't give Lamont Peterson credit, and they don't seem to give Austin Trout much credit either. Austin Trout is a, a New Mexican fighter uh, from Las Cruz that uh, you know has fought some tough fights, and you know lost his uh, title uh, when uh, Ursulandi Lara. Uh, uh, well, he lost his title to Canelo Alvarez originally, um, and uh, he uh, uh, had beaten Miguel Cotto. Uh, and, you know, Saul Alvarez beat him for his title. He got another shot at a title against Arslandi Lara. Uh, and then he's, you know, quietly rattled off uh, four wins. Daniel Dawson, uh, Luis Grajada, uh, Luis uh, uh, Galarza, like I mentioned, Joey Twinkle Fingers Hernandez, which is the stupidest nickname Twinkle in boxing. Fingers. Oh, oh my God. I, I mean, be I could see. Around with I could Twinkle see. Fingers? Listen, I could see if I could see that being a, a good name if you were a lesbian, but uh, you know, or, I no, mean, no, jo- easy. Or Joey. No, I was gonna go as far as saying if you were a magician. All right. Well, I I used the lesbian reference, but uh, nothing. I'm not. Wait. Time out. I'm not saying anything against lesbians. I'm just saying no. that. You know, uh, that would be a good nickname for a lesbian. Twinkle Fingers. They would like that. But uh, Joey Hernandez, maybe not so much. What's the matter, Sal? But you're, <laughs> you're, you're, I'm crawling on the table. That's not good? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean I didn't mean any I didn't mean anything negative. I'm just saying, you know. But uh he fought Jermal Charlo uh in uh his last fight in May of last year. So he hasn't fought in over a year, lost a twelve round decision against Jamal Charlo when uh, uh Jamal had the uh uh, junior middleweight title. You know, I, I think that this is going to be a really tough fight for Jared Hurd. Uh, you know, he, he does have uh, 14 knockouts of his 20 wins, but depending upon the condition that, uh, you know, uh, Austin Trout comes in, I mean, he is giving up some height, substantial height. Austin Trout's five foot nine and a half, and uh, Jared Hurd is tall at six foot one. Uh, I think it's going to boil down to if Austin Trout has the ability to work the body and, uh, and get in. On uh, Hurd, the the other thing about it is he's a southpaw, and uh, they always give uh, trouble to uh, orthodox fighters. What's your quick thoughts on the fight? I think they should have named him Twinkle Toes. <laughs> well, listen, Fred Flintstone, that was only <laughs> that, that was only Twinkle Toes Flintstone when he was used to bowl. But uh, what do you think we'll about we... the fight? What do you think about the fight? I think I think it's a good fight. I think it's a good fight. We'll see what happens and. Uh, I want to make, be be able to catch that fight, and uh, I I do not have enough information to really make a a, a prediction here, but uh, uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I will definitely watch that fight. Well, I hope so because we're gonna we're gonna want you to talk about it on Monday. So I hope that I'm you still uh, on watch the twinkle it. Toes. I'm still on twinkle fingers. I, I don't know where I am. Well. You threw me at that. With the twinkle fingers, <laughs> I've said that before. I, I listen. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to. To, I'm to just criticism. Bill. Go on. I'm, I'm, I'm too easy. No, I know. I know. But uh, anyway, so we got a couple of good fights uh, uh, yes, scheduled, for, scheduled for uh, tomorrow. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, tomorrow. We'll talk uh, uh, more about uh, or actually looking forward to uh, on uh, on Saturday. But tomorrow we'll talk more about the fights. I'll give you my official breakdowns and predictions on all the fights. Um, I, I really like the George Grove, Jamie Cox fight. Only because I'm interested in seeing George Groves move ahead, so he has to face Chris Eubank Jr. Uh, that's a, a, another big fight. And, you know, Terrell Goshua was an Olympian who, in my opinion, hasn't really, 
really proved himself. Uh, like Errol Spence Jr. was Olympian that has proved himself big time. Uh, oh, Terrell, big time. Terrell, big time. Terrell, Terrell Goshua in the junior middleweight division, not so much. And he's in there tough uh, Saturday night with Ursulandi Lara. So there's some good matchups. I mean, Groves against Cox, and then you got Leo Santa Cruz against Avelos. The only reason why I say that's a good matchup is because Chris Avelos earned the shot. I don't think uh, Leo Santa Cruz is going to have much trouble with him, but uh, Chris Avelos earned that shot. Uh, Abner Mares against Andres Gutierrez. That's a that's a, a a big fight, and they're the ones fighting for the regular world title for the featherweight. So hopefully that would mean a showdown between the winner and Leo Santa Cruz. Um, if you recall, uh, Abner Mares and Leo Santa Cruz had that uh, very painful uh, fight in which uh, uh, Abner Mares uh, uh, was hitting uh, both of them were hitting below the belt a lot, but. Uh, uh, hopefully they'll get a rematch there. So you got that fight. You got Lara Gashua, Charlo uh, Lubin, and uh, uh, Heard Trout. So some big fights scheduled big for fights. this weekend. Great you know? fight, fight pack weekend, man. And uh, the beauty of uh, uh, that is that the uh, uh, the main fights are, are, are on uh, uh, Fox and Showtime. So uh, I don't know if we're going to be getting the uh, the George Groves Jamie Cox fight uh, here in the states. I hope a network picks it up at the last minute. I'm really surprised that the U.S. television networks haven't uh, picked up the uh, uh, WBS as much as I thought that they would, the WBSS, as, as much as I thought they would, Sal. Well, I, I mean, you know, that's a great question because uh, the WBS has some great fights to tell the broadcast. And, uh, you know, we could tap into that easily. Uh, but again, you know, maybe maybe they're waiting for the real big names or, or showcase or something. I, I don't know, but I think they should tap into that, and I think it'll uh, create some some more interest for the, for fight fans here to to start following fight fans across the pond. Well, you know, I, I don't know if it was a an issue of who uh, was involved or whatever. If uh, if, if you know, uh, Richard Schaefer uh, burned some bridges, um, uh, or if it's the power of uh, Oscar De La Hoya's Golden Boy preventing him, or I, I don't really know the reason. But you know, when you look at the World Boxing Super Series, I mean, the quality of the fights from top to bottom, from both divisions, the cruiserweight and the super middleweight, are superb. And I'm shocked that. You know, the networks didn't pick it up. You see, this goes to show you what I say all the time. The network, the execs, the suits, if you will, that are making the decisions of what fights to put on aren't boxing fans. They don't know. They look at a no. record and they say, oh, this, this guy's good. He's undefeated. You know, they, listen, I, I think that the, the Showtimes and the HBOs made a huge mistake by not jumping into bed with Richard Schaefer for this uh, broadcasting of the WBSS. Now, as we move, you know, uh, uh, on, maybe they will. But uh, if, if I were them, I would have uh, tried to get the, the package deal for all the fights and pay less money. Because now, uh, as everybody's loving it, I mean, we've seen two potential knockout of the year uh, punches uh, in the WBSS so far. Uh, so... Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I think uh, the networks here in the States uh, really blundered on not picking that up, Sal. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there. And I think that we're, we're missing domestically some real great fights and opportunities to showcase, uh, like I said, what's going on across the pond. And uh, obviously that 
not many American fighters were willing to uh, put their records on the line or whatever their status was in the rankings to be a part of. It shows you clearly, like you were saying and suggesting, you know, the Europeans, they, they of course, they care, but they're relentless. They don't, they don't mind who they're putting the ring against because they just want to show that they're the best. And when you have the best fighting the best and claiming to be the best, you're going to get the fights that are the best. You got a lot of besties. You got a lot of besties in there. You do. There's a lot of besties in there. Wait, is that the WB best or the yeah. WB? <laughs> I don't know. The WBA best. That's that's. Uh, I don't know, but always be your best. Always try your be- your hardest <laughs> and your best. Hey, listen. Um, tomorrow on tomorrow's show, um, we are going to open up the phone lines uh, for everyone uh, from the starter to show on. Now, unfortunately, what that means uh, is when we pull a call in uh we may uh we have well i know that we have to kick uh, sal to the curb unless we don't get your camera feed uh that's something we could uh discuss I could forfeit the camera to hear the call if you'd like i mean i i don't have to look at myself all day no i i i know but uh it is uh <laughs> It is nice to uh, to 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 see that, you know. But uh, yeah, to see, but when to I'm see... not on, I mean, like, look at it this way: if you kick me to the curb, I'm not on. But if you shut off my camera, at least I'm on. But I'm not not on. I'm on listening. Maybe I'll let you do it. You're the technical guy. You figure all this out. I'm just the the guy that's on. Yeah. Well, everybody else can be on, and we're going to kick Sal to the curb tomorrow uh, while you're on. So keep in mind. Our phone line will be open tomorrow. But before we go, uh, we're, we're back doing the trivia questions because uh, we have a bunch of uh, title bout championship computer games to give away. And um, yesterday's question was, was I thought it was going to be a lot harder. But because our uh, fan base are so uh, uh, smart and up to date on, on the sport of boxing, we have a, win- we have a winner. Uh, the question yesterday was, would boxer had a famous comic strip uh, character named after him. Which boxer uh, had a uh, famous comic strip character named after him? And I had a bunch of uh, uh, answers that were incorrect. And Coach uh, Coach came up with an answer that I'm curious. I emailed him uh, uh, and asked, uh, okay, tell me tell me why uh, this guy. I didn't know. Maybe, maybe he knew of a comic strip uh, about uh, the guy he told me. Uh, so I'm curious to know. But cut to the chase. Adam Lane. My man Adam Lane knew that the uh, answer was uh, Jim Jeffries, Sal. Because, uh, the Are cart- you kidding me? The I was going to go for Jack Dempsey. The, the, cart- the cartoon, uh, you know, and I'm talking about uh, comic strip cartoon. Yes. Comic strip. Um, of uh, Mutton Jeff. The character Jeff was actually named... Uh, after um, Jim Jeffries. So uh, congratulations to Adam Lane. Uh, We sent him uh, uh, his very own copy of uh, the title bout championship computer game. So we got another question today. So uh, we're going to go with this one today. Um, I want to thank Harry Hascop, Henry Hascop, for uh, uh, sending me these. Uh, This guy, uh, uh, he knows some good ones. And he sent me this one. Now, this this is a hard one. If somebody gets this one right today, uh, I'm going to be impressed. Because, you know, let's make no mistake. If somebody came up to me at the uh, boxing event and asked me any of these questions, I'd be like, huh? What? What are you talking about? You know, but uh, here's the question. Which boxer 
was a longtime sparring partner for one heavyweight champion, knocked him down in sparring, and then had a victory over another one-time heavyweight champ. So which boxer was a longtime sparring partner for a heavyweight champion, and I'll give you a hint, it was a very well-known heavyweight champion, knocked him down in sparring, and then had a victory over another uh, one-time heavyweight champ. If you're the first one to email me this answer correctly, Billy at Talkin Boxing, that's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com, you'll win a copy of the Title Bout Championship computer game. Now, I know this is a hard one, but I figured you guys uh, are at that point. I'll read it one more time. Then, Sal, I'll give you a chance to answer it. Um, Thank you. Which boxer was a longtime sparring partner for one heavyweight champ, and my hint there is this was a very well-known heavyweight champion, knocked him down in sparring, and then had a victory over another one-time heavyweight champ. And I'll give you a hint on that guy, too. That guy was uh, also known for being successful in other weight divisions. Man, I'm giving, mm. I'm giving a lot away. Do you have an answer, I, Sal? Well, I do. I was going to give you my canned answer, Jack Dempsey, but now you have me thinking Larry Holmes. Yeah, you're wrong on both of them. So, uh, good you, luck, Jack Dempsey. Good luck to everybody on that. Which boxer was a longtime sparring partner for one heavyweight champ, knocked him down in sparring, then had a victory over another one-time heavyweight champion. If you're the first one to email me the correct answer uh, at uh, Billy at Talkin Boxing, T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com, you'll win uh, uh, your copy of the Title Bout Championship computer game. Hey, man, that concludes our show for today. Uh, I want you to make sure you tune in tomorrow morning same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.